to be here on a Sunday night. We're booking the trend in terms of what church is meant to be. There is a lot of churches that have actually made the decision to not run on a Sunday night because it hasn't worked. And yet here we are with, with a good crowd of people in. And uh, God is here. Amen? God is here by His Spirit. And it's really, really fantastic. Some people would ask um, others, what is the point of having a, a vision day? Because surely it's just about, you know, gathering together and just letting the Holy Spirit do what He needs to do. And, and we agree with all that. But the Bible says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there's no vision, people throw off restraint. And I've seen churches all around the country and all around the world where they adopt that first scenario where they say, we're just going to let the Holy Spirit do what it needs to do, but they've not got no clear sense of purpose or direction or vision. And that is exactly what they do. They just drift, wander aimlessly. So I'm thankful that Arena Church believes in vision. I also want to say we also believe in the power and the work and the person of the Holy Spirit because he helps us to create and just understand the vision. So that is why we do a vision day. Let me just remind you of, a, a, of just one thing. First of all, it's important for us to understand. In a, in a short while, we're going to see a highlights video of 2013. But 2014, we made a decision. The leaders and the elders, as we were just really working through this, we, we understood that this year, God was speaking to us about being this a year of strengthening. Can I hear an amen in the house? You see, God wants you to be strengthened. I'm not just talking about, uh, about the church being strengthened. We'll come on to that. But we know that if you get strong, the church gets strong. So what are we talking about? We're talking about stronger finances. We want your finances to be stronger. We want your marriages and your relationships to be stronger. We want your understanding to be stronger. We just want you to be strengthened in all areas and all aspects. Just raise your hands uh, wildly at me if you need to be strengthened during this year. We just need a sense of strengthening. We would just want to get stronger in the things of God. You know, it's important. Oh, there's some wildly excited people. Sharon and Christine at the back. Phil, you want to see your dear wife. Neil, your dear wife. They were like crazy people at the back. They look like they've been on the Duracell batteries, the bunnies, you know, just, anyway, incredible. We want to get strengthened, we really do, personally. But we also want, as a church, to be strengthened. We want a stronger vision, which leads me into this document. That is exactly what it is. It's a working document. Anybody who's got a new job, you normally sit down and you go through with a HR consultant, and they normally give you working practice and good practice that's happening in that company, and that is an important document. And this is exactly what we've produced. By the way, thank you very much for the guys who spent an incredible amount of time on getting this done. I really appreciate it. I really do. Yeah, let's show our appreciation yeah. to the guys. Yeah. It's called in partnership together on purpose because we know we can't do this without partnership. And we wouldn't want to. Why would we want to do this by ourselves? Why would I want to try and do this by myself? The fact is, I'm not wise enough, I'm not great enough, I'm not skilled enough to be able to do anything by myself. But together, we are stronger. Together as a team, as a core group of people, as a community, of a family of God, we can do incredible things. And so in partnership together, I just want to draw your attention to just two or three things. If you're just flicking your, in your book, because in this book, you'll see page one or page three, 
as the case may be. It says they don't despise the day of small beginnings. You see, in this book, you're going to see where we've come from. We thank God for where we've come from. We thank God for what he has done amongst us. The reality is both campuses, Ilkeston and Mansfield, historically have been known by different names. But thank God now we're all one and we're called Arena Church. Yes? There's been many leaders that have gone along that time in both Ilkeston and Mansfield. But we thank God that we are here now. And we honor the past, but we also want to remember where we are now and also where God wants to take us in Jesus' name. And so in this document, you're going to see a number of very important aspects as our heartbeat, which identifies four words. It's not my intention to take you through it all tonight because we'll do that in the ensuing months and weeks and years ahead. But there's some significant words. We see community. We see hope. We see passion. We see impossible. These are all great foundational words and just beliefs that run through Arena Church. But I just want to bring your attention to one thing. If you look on page four, and I want to read it to you tonight, because it says there, our one main focus. Have you got it? Give me a wave if you've got it. Our one main focus. I just want to read it to you. It says there, to keep the main thing, the main thing. That sounds very simple and very easy, but the reality is, worlds where it's very difficult to flesh this, this document out. We want to live and breathe this document. And he talks about the one thing. The Apostle Paul said this, who was one of the pioneers of the New Testament church, said, this one thing I do, this one thing I do. And we began to identify what is our one thing, our main thing, our one thing is this. Listen to me, if you get nothing else from the time here, and we've already had a wonderful time of worship and just a word brought to us, so you've had a lot of things already. You're, 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 that's just, you know, the starters and a bit of mains and there's going to be some dessert later on. It's going to be good and then tea and coffee afterwards so you're getting your appetites up moving. But it's one thing is this. And what Arena is committed to, to going and growing and to loving and serving the community. To go and grow and to love and serve our community. In a few moments, I'm going to have the joy of just unpacking that a little bit more. But what I'd ask you to do is take this brochure. I'd ask you to take this brochure, and I'd ask you not to just put it in your Bible and just leave it there, but I'd ask you to use this even tonight for note-taking, not drawing graffiti all over it or doing your times tables, kids, if you've got a test tomorrow or whatever you need to do. I'm asking you to use this as a document to take notes. It's your document. I want this to just be in you and living in you. And the other thing I'd ask of you, and Julie will pick up on this, but I just want to forcefully, if I can, say this to you. You might have been through partnership with us in the past. You might have signed into something like this before. We want to encourage you to do it again. We want to encourage you to sign in. And say, I am in. I am committed. If I can just return you to the final page which says, count me in. I really believe that everybody is looking for a community and a sense of belonging. 
And here is a home where people can belong. It's a good home. It's not a perfect home. Are you hearing me? It's not a perfect home. But it's a healthy home. There's healthy leadership. There's healthy worship. There's healthy word. There's healthy dynamics that operate in the life of this home, of this family. And all we're asking people to do is not consider but say, count me in. I'm committed to this. Now, this isn't a, a, a case where you need to go and take legal representation and check it all out. And, you know, I need to go and do a credit score and everything else. It's got nothing to do like that, guys. Nothing at all. All we're asking people to do is sincerely and genuinely and authentically just say, count me in. I make this my church. If the arena is your church, I'm asking you to sign this form and just put it in, okay? And at the end, Julie will give you a little bit of just how you can do that and where you need need to do that. But I just encourage you, not allow this document to just be something that just sits there. But let it live in us more and more. Thanks, Julie. We decided that we was just going to roll out the vision in terms of three parts. So this is the second part. And just want to be very, very clear with everybody. Because this church absolutely loves extending. We love buildings. We love feel like we're doing something. You know, which we, we make no apology for. We love the fact that we're forever trying to think creatively. We make no apology for the fact that we've got businesses that we try and create revenue streams so we can do more. We love all of that. So let me be clear. You're here and you're wanting to find out what we're all about. We love all of that. But there's one thing that we recognize that Jesus valued above everything else. And it's the one thing that we seek to value above everybody, everything else. And that's people. I want you to understand that although we're talking about vision, which is very, very important, that will move us forward, motion that will take us forward, it's important to understand that it's rooted in people. It's people-centric. We love people. We love all kinds of people, all different shades of colors, all different backgrounds, all different shades of hair colors as well, eh, James? (laughs) James is being baptized next Sunday. Yeah. He's the last one in the tank because we're worried that all that blue is going to just seep through into the water. Love James. Love what God's doing in his life. Love all these young guys of what God's doing. So we love all different kinds of people. So when, don't we think going away from here thinking, well, that was a little bit structured. No, it's not meant to be. We just want to say that it, at the heart of it is just a desire for people. Let's get back to the document, shall we? Because we talk about this one thing. This one thing to go and grow and to love and serve our community. Well, let me be clear. When we're talking about going and growing, we're talking first of all with regards to growing, which means not numerically. We understand that actually if we have health in the church, everything else will take care of itself. If we create healthy structures, a healthy dynamic, this church will grow as we're seeing now. We don't have to worry about growth. We don't have to get pumped up about hundreds and thousands. I've been there we were just commenting, we've been through it all. I'm not about, not against setting goals of, of numbers, but that isn't what I'm here to do tonight. I'm here to, under, to underline that we need to go and grow. We need to grow. We need to be discipled. We need to be disciples. Jesus said, go and make disciples. What does a disciple look like to you? 
What does he look like to you? Well, for me, it talks about, yeah. It talk, it, it, for me, a disciple is somebody who's really actively trying to live out the life of Jesus. It's as simple as that. Again, somebody who's not perfect, I, I'm certainly not perfect, but I genuinely, authentically, I'm trying to live out the Bible in my day-to-day life, which is, has its challenges. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It has its challenges. But we want to give you the tools. We want to give you the help. We want to give you the encouragement to be a disciple. We want to help you with your Bible reading. I was in awe of Phil. I was just commenting. You know, first two years of him being in Arena Church, he wrote a devotional every single day. I have all on writing my weekly news. And he wrote one every single day for two years. I said to him, it needs to be a book. It does. It just needs to go into a book. So if anybody can help this man with that, then please come and speak to him. And we'll get it into written form. Seriously. We want to give you the tools. We want to, well, that's why we create prayer days. That's why we create environments. Yeah. It's 242 and training environments. Small groups. We'll come on to that in a moment. Where we can just help you to be a disciple. It's very important that we underline that. It really is. But the other thing that we're committed to is going. I just love the fact that over the Christmas period, we had over 1,300 people come to our Christmas services. And then we also estimated that over those Christmas services, there was between three and 400 first-time attenders. And the joy of being on Sunday, particularly the Sunday before Christmas, and I had the privilege and joy of ministering God's Word. There's over 15 people who made first-time decisions to follow Jesus. Love it. Love it. Why am I saying all of that? Well, because... In this going, we want to create cultures where you can actually bring. Matthew 22, Jesus tells a parable. And he says says in this parable that he's invited people to come to the wedding feast, but they haven't come. So he says to a group of people, it's a parable, it's a story. Go out to the highways and the byways. Go out to the streets and invite them to come. We need to underline that Arena Church is to go and to grow. To go means that we have a culture of bringing. We want to create environments where you feel safe to bring people. So it's not freaky, it's not weird, it's not way out there, but you're safe for you to come. I love the fact that we're putting on this big night out over at Alfreton. And of course, it's one of our hearts to want to just see Alfreton impacted with Steve and all that we're seeking to do together uh, by God's grace. But I love the fact that we can put a big night out on. I love the fact that we can actually have it's a knockout and it was crazy and Phil got drenched and I was dry as a bone. I love it. Love the fact that we can have salsa nights where we get on down. I love the fact that there's going to be a circus in March. They're going to do like a fair circus kind of thing. I love it. You might, all the religious, if there's religious demons in you, they'll start jumping now, okay? Just suppress them down in Jesus' name. They kill every sacred cow tonight in Jesus' name. What are we doing? We're just creating environments where you can bring a culture of bringing. Can I ask a question? How many people here did not come from a church background before you came to faith? Just raise your hands. Okay. And can you put your hands down? Can those people who came to faith that way... Can I ask the question, how many of you came to faith as a result of somebody inviting you to church or bringing you to church? 
Guys, look around. No, keep your hands up. Do I need to say any more? Church, do I need to say any more? It works. All we need to do is just go and ask. If we will go and ask, they can say, I always say to people, they can say one of two things. Well, I can actually say a little bit more, but you understand. Either yes or no. But very often, they'll say yes. So we want to create cultures. We want to have an environment where you feel confident and comfortable. And we're going to keep working at that. We want to see our kids ministry. I'm so pleased to see so many kids here. We love you kids. Love you kids. You're brilliant. Love the kids that are out there. Just love kids. I'll say in this morning, it's the only thing I'll allude to from the morning, that if I had £30,000 now that I could just do what I wanted with, that every leader dreams of things like that, I'd blow it on, on children. I'd literally blow it on children. I'd just blow it on just children's ministries and just all kinds of things. Because I just see the effects that if we can just begin to just let these kids, kids of Mansfield, kids of Ilkeston, kids of the M1 corridor, if we can just show them that we love them, then they'll know that Jesus loves them. Got two members from our Acorns team in, in, Il- in Ilkeston here. We have, we're going to a great project, an after schools project. About 30 kids now. Many of those kids now know that this team are loved. Yeah. They haven't even had to talk about Jesus, they just know that they're loved. Yeah. And we want to keep investing in children. Yeah. We want to keep it, and we want to do that here. So anybody who can help us in that, please feel free to come and talk to us. We want to keep investing in Universal and TMP. Love what Josh and the team are doing. I really do. I love it. I love the fact up here and there with all Jake's his coolness and he's doing his cool cat kind of thing. <laughs> How he does it, I don't know what he's doing. Do you know what he's doing? I have no idea what he's doing. But just love, love. That, you know, you young guys are very different to us. I love the fact Terry just mentioned to me it's a multi-generational dynamic here. They just love the fact that you get to hang out with cool kids. I love it. I do. And actually, you kids get to hang out with some very suave, sophisticated, and debonair, classy people. Any classy ladies in the house? Give me a wave. All you hands. She's there again, Phil, your wife. I'll say it again because all you ladies need to be raised. Any classy ladies in the house? Let me tell you, you ladies are classy. You're a class act. Any suave, debonair guys in the house? Come on. Dad, put your hand down. That's stretching it a little bit too far. It's all right, my dad's in the house. And... <laughs> we just want to create a culture where people can come and get connected, young people, children, 18s to 30s, older people, to go and to grow. We really do want to see that happen. One other thing that I just want to comment on this before I just quickly go to love and serve our community is that we want to see a going in and growing also through our small groups. You'll notice this map here, thanks to the guys who've done this for us. It's the M1 corridor and beyond. This is what we're praying into. It's interesting. I really do believe now it's getting further in us. It is the M1 corridor from, 20, from, from uh, 25 to 29, but actually it's going to go beyond. It's going to go beyond. And I can see these campuses. So we've got Alfreton, Mansfield, Ilkeston, Derby, Nottingham, Chesterfield, Long Eaton, 
But then in the midst of all these, there's all these little red dots, and these all consist of small groups that are not just running centered around in Alfreton, but they go further. They go further afield. It'd be lovely to have some small groups in Sutton and Hothway. It'd be lovely to have some small groups over in Clipston yeah. and Rainworth, Renneth, if you're from that area, Kirkby, and all these kinds of, you know, I know them all. I'm a Mansfield lad. I know them. In Ilkeston, we'd lovely to have them in Hena, have them in Jacksdale. Have them across all that area. As we go up to Chesterfield and filling in, around Alfreton, Ripley, Newton, all those kinds of areas. We love all those groups because we want to go and grow. And what are we talking about? We're talking about influence. Oh, let me just finish this. We're talking about influence in the area. This is what Jesus' dream was. Jesus had a dream. Did Martin Luther King who coined this. Jesus had a dream. And his dream was that this kingdom would spill out across the world, across all the earth. And people would gather. I love the fact that we can gather here on a Sunday night, but it's all about not just here. It's gathering then out into other contexts. We want to see that happen more and more. So to go and grow, but also to love and serve our community. God needs to help us on this point. We have a passion to love and serve our community. Look around you. and See what brokenness there is in this town. Let me just focus it for a moment upon this town. What brokenness there is. Some of you may live in some of the areas that is on the news. Don't be put off by that. Just take that as as where God's planted you at this time. But I want to tell you, Arena Church genuinely has a passion to see broken people put back together. We want to see rich people who live in High Oakham, who live in Berry Hill. Who drive the nice cars that we're thrilled that they've got. But many of them are aching. Many of them are wondering, what is this life all about? And then we see other people. And please, I'm not stereotyping, but I know Oak Tree Lane Estate has its, has its issues. The people who live on Oak Tree Lane, who have very little. And everybody in between, we want to love and serve our community. We need God's help how to do that in the context of Mansfield. But I want to tell you, we have a passion to do it. We have a passion, just take a moment to look at this M1 corridor and say, how can I play my part in this? What, God, what does God want me to do? Well, I'm not a preacher. God's not asking you to be a preacher. Well, I can't play an instrument. God's not asking you to play an instrument. But can you make a cup of tea? Can you make a cake? Can you say hello to somebody? Are you good with kids? Are you good at artwork? It's all kinds of skills that you've got. And all God is asking you to do is say, bring what you've got to the table to see this. Oh, I dream about this. Some of you dream about football teams winning cups and new cars and holidays. I want you to know, I dream about this. I dream about this. For God to do something so dynamic across this area. I will finish with this. We are believing for an unprecedented move of God across this area that will hit the news, that others will come and have a look at. And it's not for us. It's all for him. We're going to take a moment now, just a few minutes to look at the highlights, and then I'm just going to finish off our vision evening. Thank you. We're believing for more. I wonder if you'd stand to your feet with me.
because I'm just going to take now 10, 15, Julie's going to be clock watching for me. I just want you to stretch to the side because over these next 15 minutes, I want to believe that God's going to do something incredible. So I want you to be fully alive and fully awake. So if you need to turn around, then you need to turn around, but just do something to get yourself moving. I'm serious. Get yourself moving and then please be seated, if you will. Listen to me, if you can get across to Ilkeston on Tuesday night, I'd really encourage you to do that. We want church in two locations, and we want to be able to just unpack a little bit more of what's in our hearts in these coming days. Just in my final uh, thoughts that I've had, so we've, we've looked at strengthening just slightly, looked at the document. I'm just taking a moment to underline our one thing, to love and serve our community and to go and grow. I was just quickened in my heart just while worship was going on. So I have, no, I have literally no notes. But I know exactly what I want the Lord, the Lord wants me to say tonight. So I just wanted you for a moment, if you're taking notes, I want you to just put down, I want you to write the word soil and I want you to write the word lids. Soil and lids. That's what I want to talk about tonight. First of all, I just want to talk about soil. Because Jesus tells a story, the parable of the sower. And now the seed, which is always God. God's seed is always God. You need to know that. God's word is always pure. It's always good. If you're not sure what to do, if you're not sure which way to go, get in God's word. It's always pure. It's always good. It won't trick you. It won't deceive you. It's completely pure. And this word needs to be preached. And the word is, is scattered. The seed is sown. And then Jesus begins to talk about different environments different atmospheres, different cultures that the seed is planted into, different soils. He tells the story, I'll, well, I won't go through them all, but the reality is there were some soils that weren't conducive for growth, or it was quick growth and then it was short-lived, or there was no growth, but there was one environment where that seed was planted in that soil and it produced a fruit 30, 60, 100 times what was sown. I want to tell you, I'm believing in Jesus' name, that we're going to sow seed into good soil. Now, I want to encourage you tonight because you need to set the tone. Because what I'm talking about is soils or soil that you can cultivate. I'm not much of a gardener and much of a grower. Any gardeners or growers here, just raise your hand if you know what you're doing. Okay, some of you know what you're doing. Uh, so I'll expect parsnips and fresh flowers and everything else, you know, happening and strawberries and all the rest of it coming my way. But the one thing I do know about gardening and about soil is you've got to cultivate the soil to get a harvest. It's about an environment. It's about a place where that seed is... For us to believe for something great to happen... Yeah, through us, ordinary people like us, for God to do something significant. There's a soil of love. These are just that I'm going to throw out to you. Is the environment full of love? I'm not talking about wishy-washy kind of to your face love, but then behind your back you're talking about one another. Tell you what, we can't stand that in Arena Church. We hate that kind of attitude. We want the kind of love that is sincere, that is pure, that is right. The kind of 1 Corinthians 13 talks about, and by the way, this love never fails. 
He never fails. He will never let us down. This love. Have we got the soil of love? Have we got the soil of unity? Is there unity one with another? Is there that dynamic where we will honor one another? Where we'll try and understand one another? The reality is, I'll say some things and do some things that you might not understand. But are you still going to trust me? Are you still going to be united with me? There's the question. There's the question. I'm not talking about leading you down a garden path. I'm not talking about into sinfulness. That's not my heart. Our heart. But are we going to be united one with another? The soil of loyalty. We will stand shoulder to shoulder. We will, we will be trudging and wedging. That loyalty. Standing together. It's a soil that we create. It's an environment that we create. I don't know what context, church context you've come from. But that's the kind of thing that God is wanting to dig deep into our hearts. Where there's a soil and it's a great environment. It's a great culture. If I can use this as an example. I just had a meeting with Phil and Zelia. I was so still, I'm still living on the fumes of that meeting because they said something to me that was so profound. They said, we actually took a culture DNA book. We read this book, but what was profound for us, we saw this living out even before we read the book. I was so impacted by that. Phil, I was so impacted by that statement. They'd seen team, they'd seen unity, they'd seen love, they'd seen discipleship, they'd seen a commitment, they'd seen these things. Not perfect, not perfect at all. But we're trying. And we're creating an environment for these things. What kind of soil are you cultivating? Are you creating, cultivating a soil of commitment? Because if you've got a soil of commitment, you'll count me in. Sign me in. What's the problem? But if you've got a soil of, I'm going to second guess. If you've got a soil, soil of, well, I'm not quite sure. If you've got a soil of, well, I don't like that guy's shirt at the front. If you've got the, I don't like the sound of his voice. We're going to have problems. I'm just using a bit of crazy. But you understand what I mean? We've got to create, we have to create the environments for this seed, which is pure and good, to produce 30, 60, 100 times. Let me say revival is not dependent on God. God has already poured out his spirit. He wants to do it. It's just you and me. We need to pick up the baton and just run with it. And shoulder to shoulder, just say, I'm committed to this man. I'm committed to, I'm committed to this woman. I may not understand everything about them. I may not agree with everything about them. But I'm going to work together. I'm going to love them. God, your grace is going to pour in me and I'm just going to love these people. And I'm just going to embrace these people. And I'm just going to move forward together. Anybody hearing what I'm talking about? It's a soil. It's an environment. It's an atmosphere that we create. So that leads me to the second bit. And I'll close with this. Because I said about lids. Phil knows there's preachers who go around the, the country and they have life messages. That's what they call them. Terry's, I'm not saying you're, you're like this, but Terry's here. He preaches around the country and around the world. And they carry life messages, which are important. If I was to say this is one life lesson and Phil knows it, it's about lids. Because I could allow lids to be on my life. Do you know why? Because I was born in this town. My mum and dad are in here, so I'm not being rude to normal Working class people. Thank God for them. I could have stayed here. I'm not saying that you might have lived here and born here and you'll die here. I'm not talking about the lid. I'm just talking about the lid of the mind. So just stay with me. Just stay with me. I could allow all kinds of lids to be on me. 
fact is I want the brightest at school. I want the daftest, but I want the brightest. My wife thinks I'm absolutely as handsome as, well, I'm more handsome than Josh Holmes. That's what she, he, he just, he just, he just, he just knew. He just knew. I'm not, she, she just, he's a handsome brute, this boy. He's just like his father. Look at this there, yeah. Let me go back to me. I, she thinks I'm lovely, which is right. <laughs> but you're never going to see me walk down the catwalk, modelling. Yeah, thank God, absolutely. Oh, no, I think I could. <laughs> the religious demons are popping again, Phil. I'm not the best looking. I'm not the sharpest. What I'm saying is there could be all these kinds of lids that you put on yourself. I'm from the wrong side of town. I ain't got the right kind of job. I've got myself in a mess. I've got myself in debt. You know, marriage is broken. Kids don't want to know me. And all that's happening is, listen to me, lids. Lids. I don't know what your lid is, but what I am saying to you is you've got to blow off the lid in Jesus' name. Don't allow these lids to limit your life. I say to this bloke regularly, say to him regularly, he could grace any platform, and I believe that God's going to continue to open doors because his heart's pure. He could. His teaching gift is dynamic. And I say it to him often because I don't want there to be a lid on his life. I keep prophesying it over him. Don't allow, and I have not said this, but don't allow lids because there have been at times and he knows it. Lids on his life. Lids on his life. God wants to do more. Wants to do more in your life. Don't allow lids of limitation. I'm not talking about swagging, swaggering around and thinking you're better than you are and arrogant. And I'm not, I'm, and please, if you think that of me, I'm not that. I'm not saying that at all. I'm talking about lids and limitations listen to me as a church you may say oh I've got a good number hey this, we're nearly fallen it becomes a lid listen to me it becomes a lid if you think this is great well you can have it I thank God for it but if you think this is where we're staying then God help you because God's got more for us because if you think that God just died for a few hundred people in Mansfield, then I'm sorry, you need to go to God and just talk with him a little bit more. Because God says he so loved the world. His desire is that none should perish. Now there are those who will say no to God, but there are those who've never had the opportunity to see authentic Christianity lived out. And we allow a little limit. Oh, aren't we great? We've got right. It's wonderful. It is wonderful. Don't misunderstand me. But this is never going to become a lid. This is not about Mansfield. This is not about Ilkeston. This is not about Alfreton. This is about God wanting to do something great around, across the M1 corridor and beyond. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about lids. Lids. I want to speak into it tonight with you guys because some of you have been on the journey and there's still lids. Got to say, Jesus. I don't want any lids. I don't want any limitations to stop what you want to do in my life. The verse, I'll finish with this. I think it's in Romans. It says, do not think of yourself more 
highly than you ought. We use that as like, do not think yourself more highly than you ought. No, hear the language. Do not think of yourself more highly. What Paul's trying to say to us is you need to think of yourself highly. It's not a message that's gone around the UK church. Because actually what we think is that great humility and godliness is that we drag our faces around the church. The church is a mess. The carpets are shabby. The buildings are rubbish. We think that's God. I don't think that's God at all. I think if you're doing what you can with what you've got, so there's some of that area that we want to sort, we're doing the best we can with what we've got. Yes? But I'll tell you what, we're not just going to live there because by God's grace, we're going to keep pressing through. We're going to keep walking through. We're going to keep believing God for way many more people. I see hundreds here, you know, 100 or so. I want to tell you, in our hearts, we're dreaming with asking God to give us thousands. We're asking for more churches to be planted. We're believing that the soil is going to be rich. It's going to be a fertile soil that God can put his seed in and he can water it because we recognize that one may preach the word, plant it, one may water it, teach into it, but only God makes things grow. And so in all that I'm saying, I'm believing that we're going to create rich environments for God's word to be planted. And we're not going to allow limitations to stop us from fulfilling all that God has purposed for Arena Church. Anybody hearing me tonight? It's a word for now. It's a word for now. I'm telling you, it's a word for now. Don't allow anything to stop you from pressing into all that God has for you. I wonder if you just bow your head for a moment.